Three, two, one. What's happening, guys? It's Logan Robinson from here. The Spirit presented to you by NoGameMate.com. We are here in Doe Campbell Stadium after Florida State. Sadly, they suffer their first loss of the 2022 season. Goes down to Wake Forest and Sam Hartman, 31 to 21. Florida State in that first half just continued to hurt themselves left and right. And what uncharacteristically, all of the penalties there, too. Not used to that. We haven't seen that really that much this season. Florida State continue to put themselves deeper into a hole. With me this evening is Dustin Lewis, our editor-in-chief at NoGameDay.com. D. Lou, that just, that just didn't feel like a team that wanted to play, at least in that first half, came out just a, a little off, it felt like. Yeah, it was strange. You know, Florida State, they came right down and looked great on that first possession on offense, went right down the field, scored a touchdown to Micah Pittman, and me and you turned to each other and were like, all right, this is what we expected, an offensive shootout. And then from there on, FSU didn't score again until the third quarter, whereas Wake Forest, you know, they get stuffed on their first drive of the game, have to punt. Then on their next three drives uh, combined, 30 plays, 209 yards, three touchdowns for Wake Forest. Uh you know, in the in the first half to lead twenty one to seven at halftime, and from there, you know, Norvell and Jordan Travis both said it in their post game pressers. They felt like Florida State pushed whenever they were facing adversity today, and I thought that was a you know a pretty good comment to make when you consider you know how things looked once FSU got down in this game. They were taking a lot of deep shots. There were some un- uncharacteristic penalties that we saw. Jordan Travis had a fumble. Trashawn Ward had a fumble that was thankfully recovered by FSU. And then on defense, I mean, you know, they were able to get some pressure there in the second half, but at least in the first half, FSU could really do nothing up front. And at the same time, the defensive backfield gave up a ton of catches. Uh, one guy we talked about on Wednesday night, A.T. Perry, I mean, led Wake Forest in receiving today, made some huge catches um, throughout the game. And then, you know, in the fourth quarter as well to convert some drives for Wake Forest. So, I mean, just a poor effort from the Seminoles. And this isn't the team that we've seen over the first four wins of the season, and we'll see if they're now able to turn it around as they face another really good team in North Carolina State. Yeah, the stretch of October is not a fun one. As we see here in the back video board, this is going to be two weeks from now. Florida State next week is going to go face face NC State. Primetime television, it's already been announced that it's going to be a nighttime kickoff up there in Raleigh, and you know they face Clemson tonight, so you're going to be able to see what they look like. But just to keep it back here in Tallahassee, you know, Florida State does what it does best. They've been able to be so consistent, one of the most consistent teams in college football on their first drives going down there to score this time a touchdown. But then after that, penalties. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that hurt Florida State in one of their drives when they're about to score again was Darius Washington. Hold. It brings them back, yeah. and then that hurts them. And, you know, offensive play calling. To me, I was talking with you, Dustin, up in the press box. This was the first time that I haven't seen really, at least this season, Minerville want to take some more shots. I mean, they were down here. In the end zone, what, four, five, four, four or five plays, something like that, where you just couldn't get anything going. You tried a shot to Cam McDonald, but I think he was in double, if not triple coverage there, going for just the straight route into the end zone. But you weren't giving shots to Johnny Wilson, Malik McLean, Kentron Portier, where they were, they've been doing that all season. They, they've been able to come down with those grabs. you got to let those guys give you shots. Eventually you do give a shot and give a chance to Johnny Wilson, but it's, it's, it's too late. You know, there's times down here in the first half, you got to put points on the board. Definitely when you're facing a team like Sam Hartman and Wake Forest, Dave Clawson, where they like to take those shots and they end up putting points on the board. And I think experience, you know, Wake Forest has the most experience out of a lot of teams in college football and they compete with teams, even in the friggin' NFL, when you're competing with that, 
And then you got Florida State where a team that is still trying to jump over that curb uh, of younger guys making these mental mistakes, these penalties. You're just not going to win games like that whenever you need to. And this was a ranked matchup, and Florida State lost their first one in a, in a long time. And to your credit, I mean, that's one of the possessions that doomed Florida State late in, this, late in the second quarter, driving down 21-7. It looks like FSU might get a touchdown to cut this thing to a one-possession game going into the half. And then, like you said, you stall right there around the red zone. A couple couple running plays get stuffed. Then you go through the air, it gets incomplete, and you bring Ryan Fitzgerald out there for a 29-yard field goal, which he promptly pushes to the right. And just, you know, the kicking woes continue. So it just felt like from – coaching to the way some of the players played everything today was not in sync with what Florida State has been trying to do so far in 2022 you know especially when you look at the third down and fourth downs offensively and defensively Florida State gave up 13 out of 21 combined on defense on the on third and fourth down to Wake Forest and they weren't able to convert on the other end on for their own offense it was just a really I don't know it was an odd performance for FSU, they stalled at the worst possible times. But then again, you know, in the second half, they made some plays. They were able to get themselves right back in the ball game. Had a chance to actually tie this game up in the fourth quarter if they're able to get a defensive stop and then a touchdown. But instead, Wake Forest, 18 plays, 66 yards, nearly seven minutes off the clock to go down there and kick the field goal to go up 31-21 in the fourth quarter to essentially put this game out of reach uh, for FSU. And, you know, that defense, tired injury depleted and it really showed there in the fourth quarter when FSU needed them to step up. I think your mic's on mute. I am on mute and I'm just talking to myself over here. Uh, but throughout the game, you saw some personnel, at least on the defensive side, some personnel changes. We saw to Marion Cooper at a, at a rough start to this game. And then eventually you saw a true freshman defensive back, Azra Thomas get in there. Uh, throughout the game. Then also you had Renardo Green on the sideline for a little bit, and then he gets back in. Kalen Deloach was also out of a drive on defense. So a lot of interchanging going on in that defensive side. You had Malcolm Ray go out of the game. I don't believe I saw him go back in. We saw a lot of Joshua Farmer. He got his first career sack today. But a, a lot of changing around in that defense. And once again, you know, what Wake Forest is able to do is hold on to that ball as long as they, they could. I mean, they Florida State couldn't find any pressure in that first half to save themselves whatsoever. Just nothing nothing was there for them. And, and they tried a couple blitzes and, and it, some, yeah, effective a little bit. But, you know, overall, there was just not a lot of pressure for Florida State to make a stop there in that first half. It, it hurt them a ton. Yeah, they were able to finally get a little bit in the second half. I think three three out of the four sacks. Waiting for that car to go by. But I think three out of the four sacks that the defense was able to record came in that second half. And it seemed like whenever they brought pressure, whether it was with Jamie Robinson or I think DJ Lundy came up the middle one time and Wake Forest's running back just stepped right in and blocked him as Sam Hartman found a wide-open receiver on the right side of the end zone there. So whatever Florida state tried to do on defense, it just simply wasn't there. And then, you know, even on plays where they weren't blitzing wake forest was finding holes in the pass coverage downfield, whether it was AT Perry or Keyshawn Williams, um, Donovan green, a bunch of wake forest receivers made plays against FSU's defensive backs on the day. And that was a big key coming into this matchup. You know, we talked about how wake forest had multiple skill players that could really stretch this defense. And I mean, man, they proved it uh, with their wide receivers 
And then on the running attack, you know, Justice Ellison, 18 rushes, 114 yards and a touchdown. Wake Forest only averaged three point yards per carry today, but he averaged 6.3. And the Demon Deacons ran it 51 times. And I think as the game went on, Florida State's defense, you know, with their inability to keep Wake Forest off the field on these long drives, they just got really tired. And it finally showed there in the fourth quarter, you know, final play count, 85 to 63 in favor of Wake Forest time possession, 34 minutes and 32 seconds to 25 minutes and 28 seconds. So at the end of the game, the end of the day, the defense was just on the field for way too long. And I mean, we're already talking about them missing Fabian Lovett, having some other guys out with injuries. At that point, when you're so depleted and, and so exhausted, it's just hard to step up against a really potent Wake Forest offense. One guy that was able to get into the game on defense, and this was all together a game-time decision, was Jared Burse. We'd seen him, seen him warming up. We'd seen him through practice. Didn't really know what to think if he'd be available. It was kind of like Jordan Travis last week, all game-time to see how he felt. And Jared literally – well, spent an hour before kickoff doing his own individual work like he likes to do under the field goal posts. And he felt great, he said. He then went to the trainers, doctors, and the coaches, and they gave him the green light. And then eventually through the game, you know, he was cautious, but then they ended up giving him some more reps and going full speed. And it just goes to show, I don't think he was fully 100% in this game, probably still recovering from that knee injury. But you come in and he gets a sack and he also plays a pivotal role and making making some big tackles. That's just the thing that Jared Burst brings. You hope that next week he'll be fully a hundred percent because it goes to show, man, right now Florida State's pass rush, they've got to find an answer there. And I understand you lose Fabian Love it there, but we've talked very highly of this defensive line group since the spring. Someone has got to step up there. Robert Cooper is usually taken on too. So someone's got to be able to take advantage of those one-on-ones. And it's extremely disappointing as we talked so highly of this group and it just cannot get through some of these guards at times. Yeah. I mean, you know, whether it's getting beat up the middle, uh, getting, getting driven off the ball by that Wake Forest offensive line, which did return all five starters. We talked about that's a veteran offensive line, a, a pretty good unit that Florida state was facing that it had some struggles so far early in the year for Wake Forest. But I mean, they, and I mean, even still Florida State, Wake Forest only averaged 3.4 yards per carry on the ground. They just ran it 51 times, which they were able to break a couple of those. They soaked up a ton of time. And FSU's defense just got tired. Um, You know, it's a little, well, it's very disappointing to see the drop off in the interior defensive line without Fabian Lovett, because we talked about how um, Jared Jackson, Malcolm Ray, you know, we know Robert Cooper. They gained valuable experience last year whenever Dennis Briggs was out for the season. And we'd seen some signs from Joshua Farmer that we thought he'd play a, a very big role for Florida State on the interior as well. And then even then on the outside, you know, it was good to have Jared Verse out there. Like you said, obviously not 100%. But there were too many times where the defensive ends lost contain and allowed Hartman to get out of the pocket and run for some yards or a running back was able to get on the outside. So, I mean, from the interior to the outside, it was – just not a really good effort for Florida State. They were, like we said, able to get some pressure there in the second half. But on that final drive, Wake Forest, 11 runs, I believe, for Justice Ellison just on the final drive. And they're able to convert three third downs and take all that time off the clock when it's a situation where the defense has to step up. If they don't step up and get a stop, the game is over. And I mean, Wake Forest just took it to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. On the offensive side, we heard from Jordan Travis after the game, also Mike Norvella. It seemed to be a theme here of them pressing early into this game. 
and just felt like, you know, once Wake Forest went up, then the offense tried to do too much. And Minor Bell said that it was just just unlikely of them. And it, and it sure was. Jordan Travis, too, kind of having a little up and down start, too. But, you know, the offensive line got brought up and the press conference on the play there. You had a lot of flags left and right. And you had Jazz in turn time. You had uh, Dimitri Emanuel, had Darius Washington. You know, it hurt that drive there where Florida State looked like they were definitely going to score. Offense just overthinking things in that first half. And then you saw them come out in the second half and look like they looked like how they looked earlier in the season. Just really, I don't know, out, out, mentally just out of it. Yeah, multiple three and outs in that first half. And I know we've talked about the last drive on offense in the second quarter leading up to halftime where they missed that field goal. But you, know, you get a little conservative down there. I think maybe Norvell was looking at the clock and he didn't want to give Wake Forest the ball back with a minute or so to go in the half. So they were trying to put on the yard to or put on the ground to turn out some extra time. Um, so Wake Forest wouldn't get that ball back. But it backfired. Florida State missed the field goal. And then, like you said, in the second half, in the fourth quarter, I believe, Ontario Wilson makes that catch, gets down to around the five yard line. Looks like Florida State has first and goal, but instead it's called back due to a holding penalty. On Darius Washington, um, Dimitri Emmanuel had a false start. I, I think Jazden had a penalty. Um, we saw Robert Scott dress out for this game, and he warmed up during pregame, but he never ended up entering uh, the lineup and contributing for that Florida State offensive line. And, yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about them missing some guys due to injuries this year, the the inconsistencies, the, the time, the, the missing practice time. I thought everything kind of showed up today for that front five because you need all five of your offensive linemen in sync if, if you're going to have a good offensive game plan. And Florida State didn't have that today. The penalties didn't help. But I will say it was a heck of a game for a couple of wide receivers and Micah Pittman and uh, Johnny Wilson. Pittman, career high in receiving yards today, two touchdowns. Um, Jordan Travis was able to throw three touchdowns to zero interceptions, but he did lose the fumble. So I thought there were some signs. There were some positive signs for the offense, but it just wasn't enough when you're going up against an opponent that has a veteran quarterback and Sam Hartman, decent running game, some big targets on the outside, it just wasn't enough. You needed your best performance on offense of the season. We talked about it on Wednesday. You needed another Boston College performance from Jordan Travis. And he played well, but you didn't quite get that today. And, you know, when one of the best teams in the ACC is coming into, coming into your building and they lost one to Clemson last week, we knew that the Demon Deacons – they can't. They couldn't lose this game if they were going to get back. If they're going to have a chance to get back to the ACC championship at the end of the regular season, and man, they came to play today. And credit to them for stepping up when the game was on the line. Yeah. Also, at least on the rushing side for Florida State, I thought Treshawn Ward once again was one of the only running backs that was able to find yeah. find success. And that was the same way against LSU too, where you know. Just getting up north, man, and I, I think Trey sometimes goes east to west a bit more, and then north to Philly. I think Florida State, we've kind of found out what they're going to use him as, what kind of packages. But for Treshawn Ward as the true back, he I thought he had a good game putting Florida State in, in some good spots too down the field. But it, it, it's just a weird first half that we, we talked about it all week when previewing this game. If you go down on Wake Forest, it's going to be hard to climb back up, man, no matter what you saw. How many point or how many points that you saw Clemson put on last week to Wake Forest or Liberty earlier in the season? You know, 
this is a ranked matchup here inside Doe Campbell Stadium. Wake Forest is going to bring it. They're pissed off from last week, and it showed here on the field here on Bobby Bowden Field. So just a just a pretty pretty weird loss for Florida State. And now you wonder, you know, we talked with Mike after the game and and Jordan Travis, like, where do you go from here after that? What do you what was the locker room like? And Jordan Travis said, you know, I talked to the team. You know, I said that we got to be back here tomorrow, and we've got to work. And he said, this is still a great football team and, and he's expecting this team to bounce back and get to work and this will be a true test to see how mature florida state how, how much has it built since last year because they could easily put their heads down they're, they're four and one it's it's a record that's not too bad compared to the last couple of years but now do they want to just settle here and just take on you know nc state and just if anything any kind of adversity goes down they take it or are they going to go on and build and try to bounce back like they did against Louisville when they had multiple starters go down, including their head guy at the helm with Jordan Travis. I think that's a good point. You know, we saw this team respond to adversity against Louisville and come out of that game with a win. I thought FSU responded to the adversity in the second half today, but they were just in such a hole that they weren't able to pull themselves out of it. And, you know, some stuff went the other way in the fourth quarter. So now, First loss on the docket for FSU and Mike Norvell this year. Now you're going to North Carolina State on the road, and you don't have any time to feel sorry for yourself in this three-game stretch where you're going to play three straight-ranked opponents. You know, it's going to be buzzing and rally next weekend when FSU goes up uh, to North Carolina State. And, you know, this is – I feel like this is the type of game where you really see what the Seminoles are made of because they're going to an environment where Florida State hasn't been really successful – over you know the last decade plus, um, two years ago when Mike Norvell went there during his first season in Tallahassee, FSU came up short. But now you're four and one. You've showed some real progress this season. It doesn't all go out of the window just because of what happened today. So can this team regroup? Can they potentially get a couple guys back from injuries and then go into North Carolina and just put another strong effort forward? We'll see if it ends up in a bounce back win for Florida State. But either way, just go in there and fight against another really good team in this ACC Atlantic division. Clemson and NC State taking off right now inside Death Valley. College game day was there this morning. That's going to be a big time game. It's already been announced. It's either going to be a 7.30 or 7 o'clock, 7.30 kickoff. Either way, yeah, either way, a nighttime kickoff up there in Raleigh for Florida State and NC State, the Wolfpack. Uh, you know, I, I think Florida State, just to finish it off here on my end, mistakes killed them. And we've seen that happen in years past. And they came back to strike for one half, and that's all it had to do. And that's one thing. When you get to this level now, you're now a ranked team. You're up there in the top 25, and you're facing these teams like this. you got to play four quarters, and that's just a waking wake-up call for them. And hopefully it's now learned earlier in the season rather than later. You get that chance now. And people are wondering, well, Florida State hasn't faced anybody yet all year. Well, this was it. And I think Florida State, minus away some of those mistakes that were made on the field, you put yourself in a really good chance. You still had a chance here late in the fourth quarter. If you make a defensive stop, things are clicking there on offense for you. So at least on the optimistic side there, you get your first loss, you take it. You had plenty of mistakes where this game couldn't have even maybe been close going into the fourth quarter. You just look at the little signs there, here and there. And, you know, Florida State played a really good football team today and just mistakes killed them. Yeah, that's all you can do. You know, we were sitting up there in the press box. I think it, it was 28-7 to after Wake Forest's uh, first drive of the third quarter. 
And it was just kind of like, okay, well, is this team going to mail it in? And it's going to be what we've seen the past couple of years where Florida State, they get in these tough situations. And then, I mean, they just get pounded for the rest of the game. But I thought it was at least encouraging to see the defense come out, force force uh, back-to-back sacks on Hartman, force a couple punts, the offense to get a couple things going finally and, and march down the field and score twice in that second half to and convert on the two-point conversion, by the way, to make it. 28 to 21. So Florida State put itself in position, but this team still has some growing up to do. Um, it still has some guys that needs to get back from injuries. They're going to play really big roles for the Knowles in these final seven games of the regular season. And we're just going to have to see. But, you know, considering how this game started with it being 28 to seven and the defense just getting ran over the offense, I mean, I think three or four punts in the first half, and we, we talked about the fumble from Jordan Travis where Wake Forest took over on the short field and just went right in for a touchdown. They had every right to quit, but they didn't. So that's something positive that you can take away from this as you move uh, towards NC State. And, yeah, like I said, we'll see if the Seminoles are able to bounce back against another really quality opponent, another team that has a damn good quarterback in Devin Leary. Yeah, I know we – Talked about it and briefly talked about it, but it's all filled in the comments here. We'll just give our take on it. the kicking situation. Completely inconsistent to now where it's just not working. It's, it's not, not inconsistent. Now. It's not inconsistent. You know it's not going in. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm as saying. Consistent I as can be. I change it from consistent to inconsistent to there's just nothing. <laughs> there's just nothing at all. Florida State's got to find an answer there. They don't have another scholarship kicker at the field goal position there for uh, Florida State to sub someone in. They have a walk on there. But we'll see what happens throughout practice in this upcoming week. But you saw Mike Norvell talk about after the game. They've got to now take opportunities on fourth down. And that probably wasn't usually your game plan going into these games. But moving forward, that is most certainly going to be on Mike Norvell's mind going into these games. Florida State puts themselves in really tough positions now where you can't try a 29-yard uh, yard field goal, Dustin. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's just, it's just embarrassing, man. You know, uh, we've talked about Ryan Fitzgerald's struggles over the last couple of weeks, and I really think it came to a head tonight. You know, at this point with the 29-yard field goal miss and whatever it was, a 50-something yard field goal in the fourth quarter, he's four of nine on the season. I believe he's made just two of his last seven in-game kicks, uh, five misses since the LSU game. He's just not in a rhythm. Um, I think we all know at this point that Fitzgerald's confidence is pretty shaken. I mean, not to even be able to make a 29-yard field goal, that's that's really saying something at this point. And it would surprise me if Florida State doesn't explore other options outside of Fitzgerald because it was a 29-yard field goal. I mean, Mike Norvell says that he trusts his kicker, but you're missing a 29-yard field goal at the end of the half. You're missing a kick at the end of the game that – you know, would have made it a one-possession game and Florida State's able to kick an onside kick and who knows what happens from there. But you can't even get in those situations because the kick won't go through the upright. So I think it's time for a change. Florida State takes its first loss of the season to Wake Forest going to 4-1 and one on the season. October 1st, all the way through the end of it all, is not going to be an easy path for the Florida State Seminoles. Florida State's going to take on NC State in a primetime matchup up there in Raleigh next weekend. And then right above me here on the video board, Seminoles will kick off here against Clemson, usually a primetime kickoff, either a 3.30 or we'll have a nighttime kickoff. So a long stretch ahead for Florida State. Bounce back 
Jordan Travis said it in the press conference. He said, this is a great football team. I believe in us to bounce back and get back to work tomorrow. So we will see and, and see where the leaders really, truly come out now. So thanks, everybody, for listening and hanging out. If you're on YouTube, feel free to like hit the like button. Even though they lost, we definitely appreciate the support and the like button. Thanks for hanging out with us. Dustin Lewis, editor-in-chief at NoelGaming.com, and Logan here from Noel Game Day. Appreciate everybody. Have a great rest of y'all's weekend, and we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday night as we preview Florida State versus NC State. See you guys.